Welcome to the interview show. This is Scott Wood, your host. I am in an alley behind the venerable Vogue Theater in Vancouver. I'm standing with one of the members of PS I Love You. My name is Paul Sonier. You can call me PS. So we delayed this interview because you had to repair a piece of equipment. I would love you to tell us a little bit about what happened? Well, last night in Victoria, the power supply for my guitar pedal board broke midway through the set. So if there's any guitar players listening, you know how stressful that is. And then I played the show without pedals, which was scary. So and then today I've been sort of putting it all back together and making sure it works and repairing it. And then there's a bunch of cables I forgot and I had to go by and it's been a stressful day. But I think tonight the show is going to hopefully go really smooth. When you have an equipment breakdown like this on tour, you fix it, you're ready to go on stage. Does that come out? in the playing yeah last night ended up being okay because that that atmosphere the attitude of the show was like very uh very drunk and relaxed and uh, people were just down for anything a lot of people told me they liked it more because it was a more raw crazy performance you know it wasn't like our normal show which is more calculated sometimes when i see a band and and there's like some sort of accident or like something goes wrong and then they pull through and do something different, sometimes that's kind of better. I think I'm gonna agree with you. How about we play a PS I Love You track? I'm gonna play Friends Forever. I wrote the song after a uh, totally fine but awful breakup. And it was, it's sort of a song about uh, just uh, moving on with your life and living with your failures. Hi, my name is Paul. I'm in a band called PS I Love You and you're listening to The Interview Show with Scott Wood. Just waited, I waited around I was just waiting, yeah, waiting around Very few loves ever leave this town When I heard those words, I just shut down
Scott Wood, your host. You just heard Friends Forever off the record for those who stay by a band called P.S. I Love You. I've got P.S. here with me in a parking lot. I'd love you to say a few words about this track. Part of it was co-written by our secret third member of our band, Mr. Tim Bruton, who doesn't tour with us anymore because he got a real job as a school teacher. But uh, he's a good piano player and a bass player and and uh, he worked on that song with us and actually plays keyboards on the recording. So I'm glad you brought this guy up. One, because I love secrets. And two, because <laughs> I want to talk about your writing process. Because in the past, you've gone on record as saying, I write everything except for the drums. Yeah. So let's talk about the way things are now. It's still pretty much that, with a few exceptions. On this record, I wanted to, uh, well, I, ben, like Benjamin was more involved. Let's introduce Benjamin for oh. those who don't know who he is. Benjamin's the drummer. My 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 dear friend Benjamin, who's been the drummer in the band for I don't know however long we've been a band. Could we call him one of your friends forever? <laughs> you could do that. Yeah, it's a cool double meaning of the song there. Yeah, this this around I wanted to sort of open up the the creative process, I guess, and just like if I write a tune, you know, I don't know if it's good. I want someone else to sort of play around with it and get get back at me, and I sort of surround it myself with creative people that I trust and. Tim Bruton, another uh, Wayne, Wayne Petty. You might know him from Cuff the Duke. He was uh, there in the studio with us just kind of working on tunes. He, does, he did some backup vocals on a couple songs, and Benjamin sang a lot of backup vocals as well, and our producer, Matt Rogalski, played a lot of keyboards, and it was just kind of a cool, like, this is a song. I don't know what I'm going to do with it. Like, why don't you guys help me, you know, we figure it all out together. So it was, it was more collaborative. So that's kind of a big change for you because one could call you maybe the Svengali of P.S. I Love You. I'd love you to talk about how that change impacted you. Um, well, it was kind of a natural progression. Like, I don't, I don't always want to be like the, the boss, I guess. You know, it's a, music is a creative thing and I, I, like, I like doing it. And there's only so much that I can say before I feel like I get tired of my own voice almost. And if I'm tired of it, maybe other people are. <laughs> so I... I I want, I like collaborating a lot. So the story behind your third record, For Those Who Stay, is that this is the first record you did in a studio. So I'd love you to talk about what the different setting meant to your music. Yeah, in the past we just had our producer, Matt Rogalski, sort of set up a temporary recording setup, just either in homes or garages or lofts or whatever. This time around we had, we were in a fancy, nice studio, we recorded things to like real to real tape and had all kinds of analog gear and we took the time to be be really kind of extravagant and like really explore the songs and add as much junk to the songs as we wanted you know some of the stuff ended up sounding too nice we had to take some time to make it sound crappier so to get that raw energy sound that i like but uh yeah it was it was a great experience it felt more official like we're a real band now there's been a lot of experimentation on the record with the P.S. I Love You sound. Some people have loved it. Some people have been like, mm, I don't know. I'd love you to talk about experimentation in the context of something you tried that worked for you and something that you tried that maybe you wouldn't do again. Well, I'm happy with the songs uh, in the sense that they're really like, they're all like really like, like solid and uh, meaningful to me. Uh, and that hasn't worn down at all, playing them live. And when we play them live, they're quite different because um, we're still just a two-piece on stage right now. So all you're getting is, you know, Moog bass, synth, and guitar vocals and drums. So a lot of those extra layers of sounds, um, those like nice lush sort of soundscapes that we built into the songs, aren't there live. You're just getting the the really like the loud rock and roll versions. So I kind of I kind of like having the live show different than the album. Uh, 
to be honest, and I hope people who like the album aren't disappointed, <laughs> but uh, yeah, the live show is, is, is stripped down and more, uh, more kind of in-your-face loud crazy. How about we play another track from the record? I'm going to let you choose a track for us to hear. Let's play the opening track. It's called In My Mind At Least. It's a fun song about uh, forgetting to do important stuff. PSO Love You, and you're listening to The Interview Show with Scott Wood. Welcome back to The Interview Show. This is Scott Wood, your host. You just heard P.S. from P.S. I Love You's Choice. Yeah, we just played a song called In My Mind At Least, and it's kind of like a, I consider it a fun little, like, jangly number about uh, being stressed that I forgot to do my taxes for so many years. <laughs> you know, a lot of a lot of my favorite punk songs are about being bored, so, you know, I try to do that sometimes as well. <laughs> My songs are about being depressed or bored, so hopefully you like them. Awesome. So, Paul, you've said that the sad part about my band, P.S. I Love You, is that if Ben, the drummer, and I were in comfortable living situations, made a lot of money, and owned a bunch of cars, I think we'd make really boring music. Why is that, P.S.? Well, I don't remember saying that, but it sounds right. Actually, I don't know if it's right, but so much of what we do comes from uh, stress. 
and so much stress comes from being poor <laughs> and i don't i don't you know I, we're not you know we're not we're not poor we're we're doing okay we're we're working bands we tour the country we're doing good but like it's still a really hard job <laughs> i don't want to trade it in for something that's more comfortable but less creatively rewarding i suppose i like singing these songs because i really we really mean it we're not pretending to be a working class punk band you know we are Saved by some sort of fluke. P.S. I Love You was put into whatever the modern-day equivalent of an iTunes commercial is, and you guys then all of a sudden had the nice car, weren't so stressed out. What type of music do you think you'd make? I have a, actually have a plan for that, a dream plan. I call it the like, iPod commercial retirement plan. Is that nothing would change except we would, we would be able to live like this forever <laughs> instead of blowing it all at once. Yeah, that's my plan. So if, you know, anyone from Apple's hearing us right now and wants to put a song in an ad, it would really help out, you know, my kids can go to school, but we'd still live in an apartment. All right, Paul, a.k.a. P.S. from P.S. I Love You. In 2012, Spin Magazine said you were one of the 100 greatest guitarists of all time. You were number 99 above Skrillex. How do you feel about that? I feel fine about it. That was a weird surprise, that list. I guess I'm asking more that you're on the top 100 and you beat out Skrillex, who's not typically thought of as a great guitarist. I, I think with that list, they were trying to uh, to troll classic guitar fans <laughs> a little bit <laughs> because, you know, they don't have like uh, any of the people. This is actually what I like about that list is they don't have any of the people that you would expect. I mean, it might have been a mistake to leave off Jimi Hendrix because he crosses over into every you know, he's a classic rock mega god, but he's also weird and noisy. But, uh, you know, I, I mean, I like a lot of the guitar players on that list, and in the mainstream guitar world, a lot of them don't get enough recognition. So, I mean, it's kind of a cool list, even though it is a bit ridiculous. But yeah, I guess I'm glad I'm better than Skrillex. <laughs> Paul, you get called a guitar god a lot in reviews, and I have a couple of friends that love you and come to every show and watch you play guitar, bobbing their heads. So. There's some merit in that title, but I would love you to talk about a fellow guitar god from your generation that you admire and something they do that you could not do yet. I mean, there's a band from BC called Freak Heat Waves. They're just a trio, and they kind of have this like late 70s, like no wave meets television kind of vibe. But the guitar player is just, the stuff he does is like really simple and, and beautiful and like kind of funky. It's the kind of style of playing that that I don't really do, <laughs> so that's why I like it so much. My favorite like guitar bands of my generation of all time is uh, Women. I still listen to those two Women albums. I just listened to both of them yesterday. <laughs> like, I listen to them all the time. That guitar playing on those albums is so unique and so like masterful, and so unlike anything I would ever do. Like, okay, let me explain it this way. Like, I'm the kind of guitar player when I hear someone playing guitar, I already know what they're doing and I can play it. But with a band like Women, I couldn't, I still can't figure out their songs. I don't know why. I, I'm really into the Viet Cong band now, which is, has the rhythm section from Women, who are a great rhythm section and really great guitar playing on that album as well. So, yeah, I can't think of anyone else right now, but I mean, Women is my all time favorite guitar band of, I guess, my age group. <laughs> At this point, P.S., I'd love to play an older track by P.S. I Love You. So, your choice is I can play either Butterflies and Boners or sentimental dishes which one should i play let's play sentimental dishes and why did you choose that track it seems uh i don't know more fun or something
Welcome back to the interview show. This is Scott Wood, your host. Right now, I'm talking to P.S. from P.S. I Love You. We just heard Sentimental Dishes off the second record by that band called Death Dreams. Paul, I would love you to say a few words about this song. Well, this song is, is kind of about if, if you're like a, I guess, a sentimental person like me, you end up saving things that aren't worth saving. <laughs> because they are attached to a certain time or a certain person or a certain thing in your life. So, yeah, sentimental dishes. It's about a couple of dishes. So can you tell me about the sentiment attached to these dishes? Uh, they're just like, they belong to a person that was important to me. And then, uh, yeah, it's kind of, it's pretty dumb actually, but I don't know, it seemed like a funny name for a song. And then the lyrics that I wrote, I mean, the lyrics stray away from the dishes pretty quickly. Yeah, I mean, the song, the song is mostly about... Uh, I don't know, love and uh, problems, how those things are connected and stuff, and secrets. Songs about secrets. Yeah, I love secrets as long as I get to hear a little bit of the secret. Have you ever uh, been seeing a person that is a secret, but your roommates find out, and you have to try to tell them not to tell anyone about it? That sounds like an episode of Friends. Yeah, and it's kind of related to asking your roommates to do the dishes. The chorus of the song is, um, I don't want to do these dishes, you don't want to do these dishes, they're not going to do these dishes. I don't want to keep the secret. You don't want to keep the secret. They're not going to keep the secret. So it's kind of about love and problems and dishes and roommates, you know, and you're being in your mid-20s in a small Canadian city. All right, Paul from PS I Love You. Your second record was called Death Dreams, and it was titled that because you were haunted at the time by persistent nightmares of your death. Is that still happening? Yes and no. I have a weird dream world. And again, like, I don't want to bore people by talking about my dreams all the time. I, a lot of people talk to me in my dreams who are dead. And it's like a weird... My mother goes to see psychics all the time. And they keep telling her about her, their, her psychic son. And it freaks me out. And I keep having dreams where friends of mine who have passed tell me secrets. And it ends up really affecting uh, my day-to-day life. Yeah, it still happens. Death dreams is still a serious theme in my life. My follow-up question and my wrap-up question was going to be, Paul, now that you're over this fear of death, what are you <laughs> dreaming about today? Oh, uh, I mean, it's not like, I don't want to sound like super dark and gothy. Like, it's really not, that's really not what it is. Because you'd need to buy a lot of makeup. Yeah, I, I, I used to wear stage makeup a long time ago, but it, it was too much effort. <laughs> you know? Try to focus more on just playing a good show. So if you don't want to sound gothy, how do you want to sound? Oh, just like a person that thinks about death but also likes life a lot and, you know, loves music and and just does what they want. <laughs> so then maybe we should end with you talking about a dream that is music-affirming. Oh. Uh. Well... Do you ever play music in your dreams? And if so, give us some context. Um, I, I do, actually. I've written a few songs in a dream. A um, couple of them aren't released yet. I mean, the title track for Death Dreams, the instrumental piece, I wrote in a dream. And I, di- I didn't die in the dream, but, I mean, that was it was hinted at in the dream. I was, at, I was a marching band. It was like a New Orleans jazz funeral marching band playing that melody. So I didn't really write the song. I didn't, like, sit down and write a song in the dream. But the song played, and then when I woke up, I could hear it, and then I wrote it, I wrote it down. Um, so that's kind of music-affirming, I guess. I like it. Paul, P.S., 
thank you for spending some time with me in this weird abandoned alleyway. It's time for us to pick one last track from P.S. I Love You to play. How about we pick something that's radio-friendly from your current record for those who stay? Oh, why don't we play Limestone Radio? Why should I play Limestone Radio? It's like a fun rock and tune about uh, radio stations and ghosts and them existing together. Nice. That sounds great. Hopefully there are no ghosts in the radio station that you're listening to this show on. Paul, thank you very much for sitting down with me. Thanks for being on my show. Thanks for having me. It's fun. So we're going to listen to Limestone Radio by P.S. I Love You. Sing 